0: We need a bank loan to get more troops, now! But what about the millions who are dying in this war? The clones?
1: We created them for just that purpose. We must let the
2: wheels of the Senate turn. Alright, show, show we're recording,
1: T.O.?
2: Yeah. Alright, here we go. Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. That's me.
0: And Drew Shepard. Howdy, howdy. How are you guys doing? Good. I will say, whenever you do that intro, Cliff, uh, yeah. I'm never prepared, and I go through a little bit of panic uh, <laughs> for, for a couple of seconds. And that's why the last few times I've just gone, hey, because I can't think of anything else to say. You got to do your prep. <laughs> I do. I do. do. I, I always forget that. I always forget that piece. And I'm oh, like, okay. oh, he's doing <laughs> it. I'm John. I'm John. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I gave up, carrying. So I just
1: go with the same thing every week, <laughs> That's
2: <laughs> fine. That's fine. Whatever. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, did you?
0: Did you do what you intended to do this week, John? Uh, no, uh, you took me completely off guard, and I oh, okay, I freaked out a little yeah. and said, "That's me." Welcome to the
2: Star Wars Brothers Podcast.
0: I'm Cliff Boyd and I'm here with
2: ah! and Andrew Shepard. <laughs> Help me.
0: <laughs> I told you I freak out.
2: <laughs> oh. What's what's new, Drew?
1: Oh man, uh, so many things actually. So I recently just got a Switch and okay. I have I started, that. you knew that, John knew that now. <laughs> and, we were just talking about it. Yeah, off air like two seconds ago, you know. <laughs> um, Octopath Traveler is an amazing game. Mm. I highly recommend that to anyone who enjoys an RPG, uh, JRPG, that it's that sort of vibe, that feel. So, if you're in the market for a new RPG, I would definitely look into it because it has the elements of old Final Fantasy that I love, the style, the artwork, but it looks beautiful and has a lot of the newer elements of newer RPGs. Like it brings in. I see a lot of Persona 5 sort of elements because I've played that before. And it, they, yeah. they do it so well to really just bridge the old and the new, the best of both worlds. So that's, that's something that I would really recommend if you're looking for a new game to play.
2: Cool. And, and we have been uh, playing through Final Fantasy VI. Well, sort of. We haven't really played it. Have we played it at all since the COVID crisis began? I don't think we have.
0: I don't I think don't we played think so. this year. And it's
2: August. That's that's not good. We get we got to get back to that. But um, does it does it sort of remind you of games from that era? Because that's what I heard a lot of people talk about back when it was coming
0: out. Yeah, it does visually. It definitely does visually. Cool, John. What's new with you? All right, so uh, so really, I got a couple things. Uh, first of all, today is my birthday. Oh, happy oh, birthday!
2: Forgot. Happy birthday, John! Yeah. Consider this your birthday call. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) from your brother
0: (laughs) yeah no need to uh to make another one um Uh, right uh, so today's my birthday i uh i'm also uh and i cliff i don't know if i even told you this hey am i still on y'all froze yeah you're still we can still hear you all right we can Um, can hear you but we can't see you okay that's fine uh so i have uh i have been doing a uh i have a a health coach that I'm working with, with, uh, with Jessica. And I am, uh, I'm actually down 25 pounds uh, today. nice! So working fantastic. Uh, the health coach thing's been going on for, uh, uh, about eight weeks now, but I lost a little weight before that, but I'm including everything I've lost since, uh, really since March. That is awesome, John. That is really, really great. Um, very cool.
2: I um I've got a little news to report. I am done installing outlets in my house. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I have been <laughs> we moved in, I don't even know how long it's been. A while ago. And I had a handyman give me a quote for how much it was gonna cost to replace all the outlets in our house because my wife didn't want the cream colored circle ones. She wanted the white rectangle ones. Whatever. Alright, so we're going to change the outlets and the quote that we got and the amount of time that it we've taken in and the amount he would have charged us per hour, honestly, was probably a fair price, but I was just like, man, that is so much money. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay that. So I said, I'll do it. And then I'll buy stuff and, and justify my purchases uh, because I replaced the outlets in my house. <laughs> but it was a lot more work than I signed up for. Didn't get shocked. But uh, it is all finally done, at least in the main living area. I stopped to go go do a downstairs room, but it's it's like seven more outlets, not that big a deal. And uh, but I finally finished it and and learned a lot in the process. Mm-hmm. Um So that was that was cool. That was a, a lot of fun. I always forget um, you have a downstairs. Not so much room. I never fun. Even but, think of that. Yeah, we don't really. I mean, it's it's not connected to the main house. Our intention is to kind of turn that into a guest area long term, but uh you know we'll see. See what happens, John. Did we lose you? Man,
0: I am still here. No, I'm still oh, here. Okay. Can you good. hear me?
2: Good, good, good.
0: Yeah. yeah so, uh, so I am having to switch some things up real quick, though. So I'll be just a second. You're playing your switch. Is that what you said? Not. But I'm gonna have to switch up some of the. Uh, <laughs> I, know, the I The, the laptop <laughs> disconnected. My phone stayed
2: connected. Oh, okay. Well, we'll give you a minute here. As Cliff drinks his coffee. Oh yeah. Got my coffee, black coffee. How do you how do you drink your coffee, Drew?
1: If it's good coffee, black. Okay. If it's cruddy coffee, I add cream
2: <laughs> or milk. Oh, so. so, how high are your standards? Uh, like is Folgers good coffee? No. Okay, so you're adding cream to Folgers. Is okay. uh, Starbucks good coffee? If it's the whole bean
1: ground, yes. Oh. Pretty much. If oh, it's okay. If it's not ground fresh. It's really hard to keep it good just because coffee, the moment you grind it, the essential oils inside of it start to oxidize with the air. So they quickly, be- mm. I mean, even the best processors have a hard time. So generally, unless it's ground right then to make it, it's lacking. Mm. Okay. I'm a slight coffee huh. snob. I'm sorry.
2: I'm honest. Those are higher standards than I realize. You know who uh, who made us coffee the other day? Jennifer and Jeff had this new coffee maker. Ooh. And they made us some lattes the other day that were awesome. They were awesome. I get to get some of that. Yeah. Yes. It was great. I had an iced one and maybe another iced one. I don't remember. No, I had a hot one. I had a hot one. I had an iced one and a hot one. I don't know. I remember the first one. I don't remember the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what they were putting in that coffee, but... <laughs> uh anyway all right john do we have you back yep i'm back
0: i heard uh I, heard some of the coffee I, talk so how do you drink how do you drink your coffee so i uh, uh how do i drink it i put a yeah. little usually a little creamer in it um no, no sugar i'm not usually no no i don't add additional sugar there's usually sugar in the creamer or at least no. A, we talking some kind of sweetness. oh okay Okay. So you're not just creamer, like one of the store-bought. Like flavored. Like French vanilla or something. I don't put a lot, like Jessica. You know, she likes a little coffee with her creamer. Yeah. yeah, A little bit of, just a little, because I still like to taste the coffee. Uh, Lately, I've been drinking uh, Death Wish. I gave that a try. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, And it's supposed to be the world's strongest coffee. Um, Yeah. And so. I mean, I do think it, uh, it helps more than the, uh, the average cup with, uh, the caffeine content there. So.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Seems like I heard like the lighter
2: the roast, the higher the caffeine content, but that's probably not true. That doesn't make much sense to me. But maybe no it is. Who knows? Um, I had a thought and I lost
1: it. What was it? I had another thought, but it was, but it was related to coffee. And so I'm like, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do it.
2: Cause I think mine was coffee related too, and I forgot.
1: So So I was going to ask John, like, is the, how is the flavor? Because I've seen that before that brand of coffee before, but the fact that it has so much caffeine, I've always wondered like, does that really taint the taste at all? Or can you even really tell it has that much caffeine until you like start to feel it?
0: Yeah. I don't notice a, a, a taste different. I mean, it, it definitely, uh, it's got a good flavor. Now it's not your freshly roasted essential oil coffee. Uh, But but it's uh, you know it does have a good flavor.
1: That's I mean I'll take a, I'll take a credit cup of coffee uh, you know if, it's all the place has if I need coffee. But,
2: I drink, but Keurig. I'll just add half and half to it. So I drink Keurig breakfast blend every day, and I drink a lot of it. I really it's it's silly. I don't know why I use a Keurig because I I make like you know. A bunch of cups. And I should just brew a pot and drink a pot. Sometimes I do, but it's pretty rare. I, I brew the whole pot. I just brew a cup at a time and waste a lot of
0: money on curing K-cups. So, But I, I do don't, drink it black. I maybe drink two cups a week. Uh, oh, wow. Really? I do really? not okay. drink a lot of coffee. Uh, now I do drink Bang Energy. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, there's your 300 milligrams of caffeine in a… That's it. Yeah. And a lot of others. In stuff. a can. Yeah. But
2: right. Right. That's why you're losing weight, John. And your, your body's just trying to process that stuff. Get it out <laughs> of there. Just <laughs> it's on high alert all the time, just burning calories. That stuff's got to jack your metabolism way up. So I have no idea. Uh, it's good stuff. So yeah. I I, I remembered my thought. You know, coffee creamer. I I don't put coffee creamer in my coffee very much. But you know what I really love to do with like that, the the uh, what is it like the international creamer. Or the what's the coffee mate is the other one, you know. And the, what I really like to do with those is put them in a cup of milk. Have you all ever tried this? Like French vanilla in a, in a cup yeah. of milk? Yeah, The liquid French vanilla coffee mate or international coffee house or whatever those brands are. The stuff, you know, you have like the, the whole wall of it at, uh, at Walmart. Just like a, one of their entire walls is coffee creamer. the coffee section i think is smaller than the coffee creamer section so probably similar to jessica's ratios john and um probably yeah but uh but yeah just put a little bit try it sometime put a little bit in your milk and it tastes like it tastes kind of like a milkshake it's delicious
0: so i will say i have taken a shot of of creamer every now and then you know sure Uh, not not diluting it in milk Uh, right well they you can get them for
2: free at the gas station so if you stop at the right gas station, they just got them sitting out and just take shots, you know, a little sugar hot. Oh, yeah. We did it in college. One person would order a cup of coffee,
1: so the rest of us didn't have to. And we just, like, keep – can we have more half and half, <laughs> more French vanilla, <laughs> more hazelnuts?
2: <laughs> We're too cheap to buy the coffee, but we'll take the creamers. Uh, you know what I really want to do? I, you can't do it anymore because of the COVID thing, but I've always wanted to at the movie theater, you know, those butter things that – that squirt out i've always just wanted to stick my mouth under there just to see people's reactions <laughs> uh get you arrested nowadays but <laughs> what you I should do is like permanently taking some uh, of that you know days. some tupperware with a steak
1: and some broccoli in, and then just be like <laughs> i'm just making my dinner better i'm sorry you don't allow that here uh, all right you want to talk about the clone wars
2: sure so we 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 watched three episodes. Um, The Senate Trilogy, I think it was called on the website that we're using. Starwarsreport.com and their ordering of things. Two episodes from season three and then one episode from season two. So kind of interesting. And I mentioned last week I was a little bit worried about that format because I'm kind of tired of them jumping around. And when they jump around, I worry that things weren't really, really planned out and that maybe they're Kind of being influenced unduly from some corporate head—that may or may not be true. It's all just purely, purely speculative, but uh, you know, it remains to be seen. I guess what you guys think about this arc and whether or not that may be true um, here. But here's basically what happens in the arc: three episodes. First episode, separatists are doing pretty well against the clones, and so they talk in the Senate about funding more troops. But Padme, obviously, and and some of the others in in the Senate want the war to end. They don't want it to perpetuate. And so she goes and sneaks off with Ahsoka to meet her separatist friend. She has a friend who's a separatist. So all the separatists are maybe not bad. You know, we'll see. We'll talk about it maybe. And and she's trying to get her to get the separatist army to issue an offer of peace with the Republic. Well, they pretend like they're going to uh, accept it. Uh, but, well, they do basically extend an offer of peace, right? But then at the end, uh, Dooku blows up these, he sends these droids in and blows up their power in the city and the power goes out. And I believe, I, I got a little bit confused as to when, when, what was passing and all that. But I think at the end of that episode, they end up passing the funding for additional clone troops in the Senate as a result of the attacks. And then at the beginning of the next episode, uh, we find that, that Mina Bontari, I think is her name, Bontari. Mina Bontari, I think is right. That's Padme's friend. She gets killed. And the clones are blamed by Dooku. Well, obviously it's, it's Palpatine, right? And we kind of see him conniving and making, wanting things to go a certain way. They keep showing Palpatine's sort of thinking face throughout it. Like, oh, how am I going to, how am I going to make bad things happen? Or how am I going to perpetuate the war? Which I guess is, you know, to put it simply, Palpatine's objective here is to just perpetuate the war and to shift power around. Um, anyway, Dooku withdraws the offer of peace as a result, which he obviously orchestrated and intended to do to begin with. But then I start talking about the deregulation bill again. I don't know. I was both confused on all of it. So I'm not exactly sure. Um, what what's going on? Because they're wanting to deregulate the banks. I guess that's what it is. This episode, the second episode, is about deregulating the banks so that they can get funding for the clone troops. The first episode was just about kind of pursuing that path altogether. Maybe yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure on all that. But anyway, Padme and Bail Organa go off to um, I guess just investigate the banking clan or something. I don't know. That was a little a little bit hard to follow. But they find out that they're charging 25% interest because of the deregulation. And, uh, while, while she's out, Padme gets attacked by bounty hunters. She escapes and then she tells the Senate the story about her handmaiden and, and how the wars affected her and how we needed to end. And then that, that shifts the tide of the Senate. And Palpatine's kind of mad at the end of it. He's talking to his blue guy with horns about, um, how one voice can have such a big influence. Um, but that, you know, they'll get their, They'll get their chance. He's not done yet. So at the beginning of the next episode, we have Padme continuing to campaign against clone production, and then the Senators start dropping dead in the middle of it all. First, it's Anaconda, who's that starry-eyed, is a a Rodian? Rodian? And we actually saw him in one of the previous episodes as well. He was, at one point, aligned with the Separatists, and he was going to basically betray Padme at the time. I believe am I remembering that right isn't that the one where Jar Jar was the Jedi and he's jumping yeah and there's a the big fish creature so it's kind of an allusion back to that episode we get that we get here uh, we just uh, I guess it's kind of neat. anyway uh, Anaconda drops dead he gets poisoned in his drink and then we get an investigator that we've met before who shows up who's got kind of a deformed little human gross face and um he's really annoying and nobody likes him and, uh, so Padme and Bale decide they're going to go off and do their own investigation against the wishes of this Tandivo is his name. So they meet with, uh, or they talk to me, Dichi, and a, a, a representative from Camino, some old camino Kamin, ian lady. And, you know, a long, long neck. And she's got, she's got old lady jewelry on and just has an old lady voice. She's kind of an old lady. It's weird. It's like an, an, a humanized old woman Camino creature. A little bit weird. Oh, we'll talk about what you guys think about her. But, um, but, uh, cause they, they basically think that they might be responsible. They were some of the ones who were opposing the bill and they thought, well, maybe they killed him because of this bill. And that's kind of what they're leading you to think as well. But then when they get, they, so they get attacked and they get away they get back and, uh, we find out that Medici, dies. He was one of the ones who was allied against her. And so now it's like, well, what's going on? Well, anyway, Padme ends up solving the crime and, and figuring out that the Rodian who was with Anaconda is the one who killed Anaconda because she's ticked about him creating bringing the war to their planet. All right, And then at the end of the episode, kind of totally unrelated to everything that happened happened in the episode, the bill for the for the additional clone Production gets passed and again. I, I feel like they passed that bill like three times in this arc, so I'm not really sure when it got passed. But at the end of it, I'm pretty sure it's passed. <laughs> Maybe it had to go through several houses or something. I don't know. Um, what do you guys think about this arc? Kind of a pain to give an overview on, honestly, because it's just so, so. It's it's not like. And then there was this cool action scene because there really weren't any cool action scenes. I mean, there was a little bit of action, but it was mostly political drama. Do you guys like the political drama?
1: So I have to say this, and you you brought it up. For me, that was my biggest gripe about the arc was the, honestly, I thought the third episode made things more confusing than it really did clear things up for a time. Because, you know, the way they ended the second episode with, you know, Padme passing and that really cool scene, which I we will touch on, because I really want to talk about it, with um, Palpatine. Um, but then they move on to um, the third episode with Ano, and then Padme's giving another speech. And it's like, wait, didn't we just see this, but with different results? And then I had to actually think for a minute, okay, wait, no, you're right. The second episode was about deregulating the banks and that not going through, whereas in this third episode is about... Uh troop production, and so it was it was really blurry, but overall, I have to say, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. There were really mature themes in here, um just looking at some of the the topics, they explored a lot of things that honestly, I don't think most people really consider even adults. And especially children don't consider the idea of. In the first episode, there are good people on the other side, and you disagree, but that doesn't mean they. You should hate. You know. So there's a lot of interesting themes that I thought were really appropriate, but they're very mature. So a lot less action. You know, there were some fun. You know, the chase scene with Padme and Organa, uh, and the bounty hunters. That was a fun fight scene, but. I really enjoyed just the more mature themes and how, how deep it actually went for a children's show.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I like that they revisited the, uh, like the clone ethics, you know, uh, and, and where some guys were just like, they're, that's what they're bred for. That's what they're supposed to do. Um, and, you know, uh, others were saying, yeah, but they're people. Uh, these are real people and, and these votes are, are impacting real people. And that's, I mean, even exploring that, uh, even, even thinking about, you know, uh, uh, people can play, uh, play politics and talk about politics and, and not think that, look, these are real people that that die when we're in these type of, uh, uh war situations. Um, and yeah, you're, you're picking a party and you're, you're over supportive of it, uh, and thinking, yeah, well, that's what those people sign up for. Um, But I mean, exploring that a little bit again with the clones uh, was—I enjoyed that. I did. So I I have a question for you all: What is what is the separatists?
2: So I've kind of always thought of the separatists and Dooku and Grievous and all them as sort of all one and the same. I didn't really even—I mean, I knew there were other people that were allied with the separatists, but you have certain people like the Trade Federation is. They're they're not publicly allied with the separatists, right? They're just secretly allied with the separatists. Then you have a lot of systems that <clears throat> that are publicly allied with the separatists. And we've seen some stuff. You remember, like the test weapon on the the Lemur planet, and a you know a lot of stuff like that that we've seen in previous episodes. It's, so far, it seems like the separatists are always just portrayed as as horrible. And yet, in this one, we see that maybe there's some people on the other side that aren't so bad. And so it got me thinking like what what are the separatists actually doing then right because so far I've sort of thought of them as people that just want to benefit from war uh they want to profit from um, from all this you know it seems to be very money driven for the most part power driven there's not really a lot of good motives but then you get this other separatist people that that they introduced in this episode and while I I'm glad they did that I was I was just not quite clear what they were going for like what is what are they standing for as separatists yeah
1: i I agree, because there was you saw the separatist Senate, and there were several and other racist species, whatever you want to call them that I was not familiar with. We had seen maybe one a few of them before, in the yeah. you know the quick glances, but I had the same thought of, okay, you're with the separatists, so clearly there was something that was more appealing. Yeah. To about the separatist theology, philosophy, philosophy, then mm-hmm. the, um, the, I can't think of the word. Republic. Republic. So, yeah. so why, why go, what, what's the allure? What's the attraction? What, 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 like you
2: said, what do they offer? And I really, I was curious of that too. I kind of speculated that maybe it was just sort of a freedom thing. Like, uh, we don't want to be tied down by this Senate. Government's corrupt. There's problems. Everything takes too long. You know, maybe it's just sort of a dissatisfaction. And so we want to be free. Um, but you know, and you know, I did, I did notice, and I'm sure y'all did as well, the, just the idea that Dooku as the leader of this separatists alliance is, is being deceitful with those people, right? He is acting like, yeah, we should definitely have peace. You know, if we can have peace, that's the better option. But we know he really doesn't want peace, and so he's leading them. Palpatine's leading on the Republic side, and then they're working in tandem. I guess Dooku is is technically Palpatine's apprentice at this point, right? And at least in, uh, as far as Sith, Sith things go. And so, uh so they're kind of working together on these massive political fronts um, to manipulate both sides but i don't know i just i we have not seen the separatists portrayed as good and and it's and i don't think there have been any clues for it it's not like we just missed it and it was like oh actually yeah there are good people it's like no this, this is the first we've seen of it i think yeah
0: yeah it did it was kind of strange because of the the things we've seen them do like you said with the weapons and uh and stuff like that i would definitely like to know uh or, or I was curious about hey where is the good here? Because they seemed like fine people, you know. Um yeah. That Padme had a relationship with. So yeah. Same thing.
2: Yeah. Alright, are y'all uh what do you guys think about uh Von Terry and Ahsoka? Von Terry was the little kid, not the kid, he's the teen teen boy. I I
1: can see them maybe making a romance out of this. I mean it's- they, they sort of hinted at it that like, Oh, we might do this in the future. We don't know. We'll see. Yeah. The way that These, Ahsoka, they looked at each other. And-
0: sure. I'll tell you, I couldn't help but think of the sound of music. um And like okay. how, uh, how she's in love with the Nazi kid. Uh, Cause okay, he kind of yeah. was dressed yeah. like that. And you yeah, know, yeah, very yeah, stiff yeah. like yeah. he was. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I just hope they don't start singing like, I'm 16 going on 17 or that, anything. Yeah. I might 17. have to, that might be my first one if that happens. Uh, <laughs> um, that, that's just where my mind went with that. As much as I'd like a Star
2: Wars musical, the Clone Wars cartoon is not not the time nor the place for it, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> you know, and it, it, just, it just goes to show that it was so many mature themes. Again, just because there's good people on both sides. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, these people clearly aren't the, uh, the droid separatists that I've grown to hate. I actually sort of enjoy them, you know? And the idea. Yeah, I got to that...
2: say, though, with Bon Terry, that guy is the most uninteresting person on the planet. Oh, yeah. He has yeah. no chance with Ahsoka. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. And if there's a romance that blooms out of that, like, no, let's just not do that. I, I and I do not do know that. this
1: so I promise I'm not spoiling anything I have no idea yeah. but yeah, what yeah. if in the future she actually has to face him and kill him like yeah okay I'm, I'm because when, I when they said something him. to the effect of like <laughs> her father got killed yeah well that's what I and thought and then she's and like, like I have to leave her. the room yeah. I was like what if she killed my father oh <laughs> uh, and so she like felt be uncomfortable true. be like I remember that battle I remember that attack right I've got to go because I know what I did to this guy's I don't know, but you know, just see, I,
2: I thought, I thought he was going to come out and like try to kill them or something in that episode because like his father died because of them, right? Because of their side, um, not them directly necessarily, um, although possibly we'll see. But, um, but I thought he was going to come out swinging and he ended up just hitting on her. <laughs> but, but the, the, the moment, I just, like I was just, I don't know, I didn't know whether to cringe or laugh or what, but when they first sort of hint at it, and it's like, well, what do you think about me? And the camera slowly pans up, like dragging his eyes. Slowly. Yeah. So, God, I was just like, oh, my goodness.
1: It's really still a kid show out? after all. I mean. <laughs> and
2: she's just like standing there posing. Boys yeah, will she's be like, boys. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like 15. Oh, yeah, she did say something like that. Yeah. Yeah, after he checked her out, she was like, oh, you boys are all the same. <laughs> Weird. I was like, okay,
0: that's something. So so I also thought it was interesting that really when they first see each other, um, the the little kid comes over and she's just she's just glaring at him. Do y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Like no. no dialogue is happening, she's just like staring him yeah. down. Like, <laughs> like, what's your problem with Separate
2: Separatist uh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny too when when he flipped the script and he was like, Well, what do you think about me? Do you think I'm evil? And she's like, Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> like he's checking her out, and she's like, "Yeah, you're fine, <laughs> uh, it was silly. um new character model for ahsoka. did y'all catch that? Yes, mm-hmm. she's older now you can you can tell it she looks physically older, and that started this new episode- clothing. I believe this episode's yeah. the first time we've seen that um, and uh yeah, new clothes for um for did she have new clothes on? yeah, okay.
1: Unless or, I've just been unobservant, but they, I don't think I've ever seen her dressed in that before.
2: Yeah, and she's, was, walking down she's the hall definitely with Padme and... she's definitely looking a little bit more mature, and I'm kind of excited about that because I wasn't a big fan of 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 like little girl Ahsoka, and so I'm hoping maybe this teenage iteration of her um, is going to be going to be more interesting.
1: So. What y'all think of Padme's role in this? Were are you more impressed, less impressed with after? seen these episodes of her unchanged.
0: So so I was kind of unchanged. I was also thinking they are at a time of war and she is having secret meetings with these separatists. And and if that's found out, like she needs to be hung or shot or something. Um and so that was a pretty big risk uh doing that. I mean that's you who knows what she's doing. You just don't do that at a time where hey I'm gonna go have a secret meeting with the enemy and sit in on their their yeah, right, yeah it was a, almost almost too risky, um, and what kind of policy is that? like, oh, we don't
1: you can't talk with the peace because that legitimizes them. I'm like that's that's sort of the position I guess some states hold with terrorists, so you're basically saying they're terrorists, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists, but I mean, they kind of are
2: I, terrorists, let's be real. the separatists they've been doing some dirty. This, this series. <laughs> yeah, but they're also
1: so large, and I mean, significant that you would almost, I would think, more be like a country, and you would want to approach them like, all right, let's let's come to the table with the peace deal, right? But you can't do that if you can't even talk to them. So, it it just seemed more yeah. like Palpatine stirring the pot in the background, making that sort of, uh, making that sort of a rule or policy.
2: Hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that at the beginning of the first episode, it was interesting to hear Ahsoka talk about the aggressive negotiations. Do you remember that little dialogue right at the beginning of that first episode in the arc? It was basically when they were debating what to do before Padme snuck off. And um, uh, Ahsoka was like, well, me and Anakin, we do this thing called aggressive negotiations all the time. <laughs> and it's like, I thought that was just interesting to see that it's like at this point, and we've kind of seen it already, but I, I really felt like this solidified it, this conversation really solidified it for me. Like they're on the same wavelength now. You know, they think the same, they're acting the same. Ahsoka is fully bought into Anakin's philosophy toward it all. She is she is learning a lot from him and accepting of his methods uh, and techniques and not afraid to be vocal about it at this point. Just like, that's the way it is. It's, it's fine. You know, if you've got a you got to push some people around occasionally to get what you need done. If you got to break some rules, no big deal. And Anakin obviously has been very supportive of her doing that throughout this whole thing. But we see her talk about it directly with Padme uh, at the beginning of this episode, and I thought that was interesting. But as for Padme herself, so I've been a big critic of Padme so far in this series. And I liked her better in this arc than I have in previous arcs, for sure. I think part of that might've been because she wasn't spending a lot of time with Anakin. Maybe I just don't like their dynamic in this arc, but so that could be part of it. Um, but even, even it seems like, what was that? I can't remember the planet. It was a, it was the one with Obi-Wan's, with Obi-Wan's uh, old ex-girlfriend when she was on the planet with her. And you remember there was that scene in that warehouse or whatever where Padme basically came in and shot everybody up and saved the day. Okay, she does a lot of really cool stuff this episode too. She's riding she does this big chase scene and outruns two bounty hunters that are after her that have been hired to kill her. Um, or at least beat her up. I don't really know. Uh she um has that whole scene in the shipping yard where there's the guy trying to kill her and she's jumping out of the way of laser shots and holding her own with bail, of course, against this assassin who's been basically put in place to take her out. And and then she's got the political cunning in addition to that and I, I started you know i guess with what we see of her in in episode two the movie it, it makes sense it it it's consistent that she has some talent and she has some skills and she's been raised in that and we may have talked about that a little bit before but but i just didn't really buy it before and this for some reason this arc i was just more willing to accept it and it's like okay i just need to accept that padme she can she can fight a little bit and i don't know why i was so resistant to her doing that before um uh, i felt like maybe she should be a little in a little bit more of a uh, a helpless role or something I don't, and i don't know why that i had that picture of me really because it's not how she is in, in episode two and so i'm just i'm good with it i'm good with it going forward i like that she is a strong character like that and um and i honestly didn't mind her. Acting and performance as much in this one, it wasn't as gratingly annoying. She's just really annoyed me in some of the previous arcs, and and she didn't really annoy me here. Um, Still not my favorite. I still don't think she's that interesting. She's still not my favorite character, but definitely an improvement on Padme for me this arc. Yeah, I agree. That's that's one
1: of the things I took away from this arc was I felt that they finally did what they needed to do with Padme because up until now. You know we have seen some action scenes with her, but mostly it's been about politics and um you know her ideals and peacemaking when it comes to her speaking you know to other senators and you know making perform not performances but presentations and stuff but this one it finally seemed to actually click to where they're not like whether and I don't know why now maybe it'll probably become evident, but she's not just an idealistic hippie you know it's like we need peace that's we just need peace but but the way they framed it then with the other side wants peace and we want peace and my um you know lady that works for me this is a reason why we need peace they actually laid out a good argument and with these episodes gave a great reason for peace other than just, we just want peace. We just, we don't want to be left alone. We'd want peace. But they actually really explained the process, I thought, so well and did a good job of giving opposing views as to why it is taking so long to get to peace. And it's not that, you know, there are some that are just blatantly out to avoid peace, but there's also some who are like, I I want peace, but just not the same way you want it. And so you have to go through those people too because it's a democracy. So I think they did a really good job of just, honestly, that's the first word I have is like, huh, she's not an idealistic hippie. Like, she, there, there's more to her than that. So there's more character depth. And so I really appreciated, I liked what they did with
2: her for that. Sure. How would y'all like the, the ocean life thugs? Fishman and Sharkman. Was he a shark? I don't know what he was. Was it maybe a whale? Kind of like a whale, right? Like a whale shark. Whale shark. Whale shark man. Whale shark man and fish man. We've seen the little fish man before. Was he the same one or was he just one like it? Seems like the other one was like orange or something.
0: I don't know. I, I'm i not a fan. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure we have seen this one before. I remember the iPad. Okay.
2: Okay. All right.
1: But shark man, shark boy, whatever we're going to call him. Whale it. shark man. Huh. Whale shark man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure he has a name. All oh, the whale but... shark people, I apologize.
2: <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of just the anthropomorphized animal aliens. Like I get it. Like I get that there's some relation back to episode four doing that, but like, let's just stop. Like it's enough. It's enough. I feel like we're about to go to giraffe planet. We're going to have like the anthropomorphized giraffe people. Maybe you already have them in the Camino. <laughs> I don't know. They're sort of like a long neck. No, they're not really giraffe like at all. Um,
1: Where do they draw the line? They're like jellyfish people.
2: (laughs) It's like, let's let's stick a whale shark on this guy and just put some eyes and put a body on it and and have him team up with a fish man. That'd be cool. It's just like, no, it's not cool. Not not that good. I got in hate it, and it wasn't really detracting for me. It was just like like give us a cool looking bounty hunter, you know? Even if he's a throwaway. Don't don't give me whale shark, man. (laughs) That's stupid. You know one thing
1: I hated, I detested. And honestly, I really liked this arc, but one of the things that really brought it down for me just a little bit was Detective Barney Fife in
2: episode. Three. Oh, dude! I cannot stand what? this dude. I,
1: it doesn't the, the looks bother me, but it doesn't even bother me half as much as how he how he talks. Like, and this was Whoa. zero for you, but this guy, I I don't he's, know whether the cadence of how he talks or like the pitch. I'm like. He just, yeah. he annoys me.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's all is. I have to say for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's, he is very annoying. Very annoying character. And as soon as he appeared on screen, I, first of all, Drew, you've mentioned your dislike for him before. And I was like, oh, Drew's going to hate this. That was my first thought was, oh, dude, Drew's going to just hate this. <laughs> he, uh, I don't like him. And if he were more significant, I would hate him as much as zero, I think. It's the problem is Zero is a very significant character and so my annoyance with him is amplified due to his significance. Like I could put up with some minor characters being um but but a big, you know, purportedly maybe not main character, but sub, sub, really significant character. I mean if he keeps showing up, there's gonna be a point where we're gonna have to draw the line and be like, No, you're fired. You gotta go away. Yeah. Um kill him, you know. Like we hoping for Zero's death. Like I you know, I don't I don't I don't I've got a little, little ill will toward this guy. I won't be I won't be sad when he dies, but I'm not just like he needs to die.
0: You know, that's kind of where I'm at But with him, like I'll I'll be very so my accepting thing, of his death. So. Happy. With my it. thing is like, how, how does he get the job of like inspector investigator? Right? Yeah. Is it just like he's got a really big forehead? He must be smart. Because um, you'd think there'd be some other kind of creature that would be extra good at at that kind of thing, uh, and maybe that's him. Maybe that's why he looks so weird. Uh, but you know, you kind of expect them to to be cooler looking, uh, the, uh, maybe a little more intimidating looking, uh, not just annoying. See, I kind of thought they might subvert our expectations this episode and make him be
2: like, oh, okay. Like we look at him right. as a big goofball, but underneath, like he's this brilliant investigator, investigative genius. We've seen him twice now and he hadn't impressed me at all. Padme's the one who solved this one, you know? Um, the last one, I don't think he did anything either. They had to go just take care of that differently. So it's like, it's like he's representative of defunct government, uh, government agents, like just, just a system that is broken is maybe what he represents. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't like him either. Maybe that's
1: why he's in this arc, because really that's a big theme of this arc. (laughs)
2: That's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: Now I did like seeing, go ahead. I was just going to say, One of the other things I really enjoyed was the second episode that we watched at the very end. I could be wrong, but I think this is the first glimpse that we see of Palpatine actively pulling the strings, like saying something, pulling the strings behind the scene. You know, we've seen glimpses and we've seen facial expressions of disdain and distaste. But to where he actually says verbally, sure. I think that's the first scene, and I don't know. That was just maybe
2: something I really thought was neat to finally get to see in the series. And you see who he's saying it to is the the blue guy with the horns, right? So it's like, yeah, he's in on it. I mean, we already knew he was because they've given us enough hints to where it's like very clear that that he is in on it. But but to see him just like openly discuss his evil plot <laughs> with this guy, it's like okay. Now we know where that guy stands. I really hope we see, I hope we see that guy. I want to see a fight scene with that guy. I want to see what that guy can do physically. Um, love to see him face off against a Jedi or something and prove himself to be, you know, worthy of his place with Palpatine by his, by his talent and skill with, uh, like with his horns or something. Have him do some cool stuff with his horns. I don't know. It'd be neat. Hope we see a fight scene with him. So, you know, I don't, you know, I guess we see him. I guess he's alive at the end of episode three, probably. So. I don't think he's going to die this arc. I don't really know. I don't remember who all we see and who we don't see, honestly. Um, I did like seeing Mon Mothma in that third episode. Did y'all catch that? Refresh my memory. I don't remember. So, uh, let's see. She is just, she's like the younger human who is hanging out with the Senate. Kind of a fair woman. Fair, younger. She got short hair. Kind of like Mon Mothma does in the regular episodes, but sort of a fair complexion. And, um, you know, it's Mon Mothman. I actually didn't make the connection while I was watching it either, but, but afterwards I was like, Oh, it's Mon Mothman. Oh, okay. It's Mon Mothman. That's really cool that Mon Mothman, Mon Mothman is there. We've actually seen her in a previous episode, but she was just like barely there, uh, before. And, in this arc, she played, she actually had some lines. She played a little bit more of a significant role in the investigation of the, that was not as part of the investigation, but, but sort of as part of the discussion that surrounded the murders. I thought that was kind of cool to see her. Was there any other character in that um, in that third episode that stood out to you? There were a lot of obviously a lot of senators and things that were focused in on. A lot of a lot of whom I thought were a little bit forgettable. But was there anybody who stood
0: out to you all as interesting? No, not the not the third episode particularly, but the uh, the the grandma Caminoan. Yeah. Right. I mean, did that, you like uh, her? Did you dislike her? No, no I didn't like her. Um, okay, I didn't feel like she was true to the Kaminoans we've seen before. Mm, um, yeah, I agree. and by before I mean in the movies, you know they they seemed very intentional and graceful and and really, I always thought of them as like these super geniuses that have figured out this mass cloning thing and and sure. probably very calm. They always seemed very calm and collected and She was just like, this is, it's like, this is your representative, uh, for these people, this person that, you know, I could see him being manipulative, um, in how calm they are and very thought out, but that, uh, little grandma one was, uh, yeah, something else. Not, not good, not a good choice.
2: Um, and it kind of goes back to Kind of the same problem with that that I have with like the with what with whale shark man. I feel like it's a similar issue where they are they're not being really, I guess, respectful of the differences that we should be able to see between different alien races. It's like they made her too much like us, you know, like we know people like her. We should know we should know no one like anyone from Camino. We should have no connection or relation, at least not that overt. Like, I get it, you're gonna. You know, they're, we're humans and they're, it's a human writing. So we're going to have some things that we, that we need to be able to latch onto and understand Camino aliens through. But, but portraying them like that, I feel like is, is not, not a good thing at all. I'm right with you there. Now, I did think it was interesting. The, um, the beginning of this episode, I started to wonder, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why, why are they on the council? Because I got the impression in, in episode two that it was like they were this species they didn't even know about, right? Sort of secretly creating this huge clone race out out of reach of, like it was a, is it a star system that had been deleted from the map. So like, what do they do on the council? Like, how, are, how do they have a seat on the council? They answered it in the episode itself. Um, like, right as I was thinking of it, it was, oh, because they got granted a seat because of the clones. Um And obviously they're in it for the money too, right? They're they're definitely a group that is very money hungry, and and again, I don't think she was she was much more much too overt about that, but uh, but they want this clone production to go through because they're going to make a killing off off of making additional clones uh, when they're yeah. responsible for it. So.
1: Yeah, I think the motives were spot on. I think how they presented it needed some work, but the motives behind them pushing for more clones and deregulating things—that's you know, without knowing much. About the caminos, like we do. That's what I would imagine they would want. Yes, that's that's our business for our plan. That is making
2: clones. So the more sure. we can make, yes, that's that's good business for us. That's about all I had written down. Anything else you, you guys want to discuss on this arc
0: before we rank it, rate it? So I was happy to see Grievous. It's it's been a while since we've seen Grievous, and he when did years He was uh, in the first episode i think um okay and i don't even remember what his significance was but i know he was on there uh okay. and somebody asked him to do something and he said no i won't do it without uh dooku's oh, orders right. i only answered a dooku so honestly i've been missing him uh hadn't seen him in a while good to see him <laughs> hope we get good. to see him again good to see him um,
2: yeah it's been a while, <laughs> like bro. hey
0: that I'm I'm glad he's still around. Uh, la- I guess last time we really, really had a lot of uh, interaction with him was when he was uh, uh, almost being killed off by Dooku uh, as like a test. I
2: um
0: know. And so to see him again, and he's hey, he's bought in still. I only answered to, uh, to to Dooku. Um, other than that, no significance. Uh, to the episode really uh, again y'all didn't even remember being there um but yeah. good
2: i think he may have been in some of the arcs that you skipped john and there's some good stuff there because because we've definitely seen Maybe. it since um and and there's some really cool stuff with grievous between that test and now so hey catch up if you can and go back and watch some of those because they're they're good i think i really feel like we 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 go through some weeks of bad episodes and then like we get to this awesome arc and it's like, there's only been a, it's just a few, it's like what, three arcs maybe that you've missed altogether or something. It's not very many, but I feel like you've missed some of the best ones. (laughs) So I want you to go back and watch them when you, when you get a chance, maybe we'll, we'll take a week off at some point, give you some time to catch up. But, um, but yeah, so let's, let's rank it. Let's go first. I'll go. Uh, I'm going to give it a.
1: I, I'm going to say eight. I was between seven and eight, but I really did like it. it Whoa! The themes I thought were just so adult. They okay. they did a great job for a kids show of, and even for adults to see, and display that wars are never simple. There is greed on both sides. There are people who are trying to make money, on both sides. Um, good people on both sides and good reasons for fighting on both sides. Um you know, there were some things that brought it down for me a little bit, like I said, the the lieutenant detective, um and, and the third episode was slightly confusing with how they started it. Um so those brought it down for me a little bit. But even though there wasn't that much, you know, sword fighting blaster action in here, I just really liked how it fits into the overall story of showing why peace is a challenge and how they're actually trying to accomplish it um, on the senate side as opposed you know because in the movies a lot of we just would see is oh yes we vote we're here we're debating and we're voting but the behind the scenes viewpoint and the interaction going back and forth why some senators were forth and you know they get threatened so they're not and i just i just really connected with you know this kind of a story so yep i'm lost
2: cool all
0: right so uh uh me not so much i'm i'm at probably like a five um i, I did like the themes but, but like i don't i don't want to hear about deregulation of banks and <laughs> <laughs> interest rates and that's not star wars <laughs> for me <laughs> uh so that's that's really um and I don't know. I want to see. Uh, I, I like some more action. I like character development, but I want to see some more uh, some more action, less uh, less drama.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm with you. I like character development too. But the the character I want to see developed here is is Anakin. Maybe some Obi Wan thrown in there. Little Mace Windu and Yoda is okay too. The Jedi. I want to see the Jedi. Like develop the Jedi. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for laser swords. And laser sword fights especially you know I want to see some droids get chalked up um, I want to see people flip around I want to see some cool editing uh, of of fight scenes now I want them to have context you know I, I, the more anime context the better you know but but I'm here for the I'm here for the action and and maybe the character development of of, of Anakin and and the more significant people. Um, I didn't hate it. I'm going to give it a five too. Um, it's, uh, it was actually a six and then the inspector showed up and I was like, "Eh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too high. (laughs) Maybe it's more like a five and cause six means I like, I liked it and five means like I didn't hate it. (laughs) So I'm a five. I didn't hate it. I didn't really like it that much either. I got a little bit bored. I felt like some of the themes, while maybe they were interesting and would have been okay to touch on, were, were a little bit redundant after a while. It kind of felt like we were beating our heads against the wall with the same thing stated different ways in the Senate. And maybe that's just how government is. So maybe it was kind of an accurate portrayal. But um, yeah, it just wasn't that interesting to me. It did help my opinion of Padme, which is good. I liked I liked what we saw Bill Organa. We didn't talk about him. I thought he's kind of cool in on this one. Um, John Edison, he was going through and. They were in the uh, the crate area. and They were getting jumped in the dark. I-, I thought it was cool. He had his he had his blaster up and then he had his flashlight below it, like a police officer going through. <laughs> it was cool, and it actually helped me be like, oh, well, look, in the senators in the Star Wars universe maybe they do have to be able to hold their own. You know, this is kind of a little. This is not a great place. You know, it's not like it's a safe place. Like I think of our senators. They're a bunch of wimps, you know. None of them could fend for themselves. They, I bet most of them don't even know how to use a gun. You know, it's like they got to be surrounded by Secret Service and protected, and and they're they're just they're just salesmen. They're not warriors. <laughs> we don't elect George Washingtons anymore. <laughs> we elect our we like Donald Trump, you know, and and Joe Biden, like. That's, that's, those are our number ones on both sides. Like, let's be real. That's kind of, yeah, regardless of their, their politics or your opinions of them, I don't care what you think about them. Those guys, if they got into a fight, would, would lose to most people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But okay. were, for sure. <laughs>
2: if you, if you ever
0: see them with a weapon, it's a political statement. Uh, oh yeah. 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 You know, I, mean, I, I get me, get me posed with this one like this. You know, That's right. And, I bet neither one
2: yeah, of them knows how to use a gun. They've never been to a shooting range. Right. right. <laughs> uh,
0: one of them would
1: forget what they're actually doing with a gun and the other would just say, Hey, you want to come tan with me? So I mean
2: <laughs> So uh so I think maybe my opinion of senators in the Star Wars universe shifted a little bit this this arc because I'm like, Okay, they're they're you know, they're not a bunch of wimps like our politicians are. So um, five. All right. So next week, let me pull it up. By the way, John, while I'm looking this up, I talked to uh, our cousin Tyler. Um, and he has just watched through the entire Clone Wars series and was very positive about it. Had a lot of very good things to say. And he's somebody who came into it and tried to watch it a few times, just didn't like it. it was like, this is not for me. This is kiddie. This is not good. And, uh, and he had a lot of really, really positive things to say about it. Um, especially with regards did he do, to gut.
0: Did he do it in arc order or just episode? Yeah, he order? did
2: And he skipped some too, he said. He said he didn't watch every single episode, but he found some okay. website that said here's 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 the ones you should watch. And and so he did like an abbreviated arc based approach, I think. Chronological them I'm, I'm pretty sure. So um but uh but had a lot of positive things to say so i'm re- i'm really looking forward to where we're going from here okay for next week we are going to i'm actually excited about this one it's the night sisters trilogy now, the night sisters i think it there's a mobile game i can't for some reason i can't think of what it's called you shouldn't play it it's a waste of time it's just a it's just a grind and there's no redeeming value to it but it's it's like the main star wars game that you can download on your phone right now and um One of the care, one of the groups that I got, I got not really sucked into it, but I like gave it a chance and tried to play it for a while thinking, eh, maybe at some point I'll get it and this will be kind of cool. But the Night Sisters are very prevalent characters in this game. Um, and so I'm kind of excited about learning about who the Night Sisters are and, and what their, what their story is. So, um, the Night Sisters trilogy, it's going to be 312, 313, and 314. By the way I we might be pretty much chronological from this point forward I think we're done jumping around maybe completely I'm scanning through okay it looks like season five have has one that's a little bit off maybe but for the most part I think we're gonna be uh there's 501 scanning through I can't find 501 anywhere I don't know let' to figure that out. Maybe we've already seen it. Have we already seen a season five episode? We haven't ever. Have no, 501's one's not on this list. I need to double check this list to make sure we're not skipping around and skipping stuff that we're actually doing the whole thing chronologically. I thought I double checked that already, but, um, nine, 10, uh, but, oh, there it is. There's 501. No, we're good, but for the most part, we're going to be going in order from this point forward, which is, which is really nice. So Night sisters trilogy, 15, 16, Oh, excuse me. 12, 13, and 14 from Season 3. If you want to email us, you can email us at star wars brothers Podcast at gmail.com. We would greatly appreciate an iTunes review. What's that from? Appreciate? It's from something. I don't know. Email us and tell us what appreciate is from. <laughs> Give us an iTunes review. Um, that'd be cool. And uh, Thanks a lot for listening. All right. It's fun guys. Cool. How do you spell appreciate? <laughs> uh, appreciate without the... I think the joke is that it's like you could pronounce it that way. You could pronounce. Oh. So I don't know how you would spell it. Like you can pronounce the normal spelling, appreciate. Because it's a C, right? I typed in A-P-R-E-E-K-I-A-T-E. <laughs> appreciate. <laughs> from something. Maybe it's a dream that I had. Maybe. Appreciate. No, no. Don't want to see browsers are too smart, though. They're like,
1: you meant to search for appreciate, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, right. I did not. I
2: don't know. I feel like it's from a movie or something. All right. late. All right. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man.
1: Had a good time tonight.
2: We'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right.
0: Bye. So I will say I have taken a shot of, of Kramer every now and then, you know, you know, oh, yeah. and with that statement right there, we just lost whatever
2: listener we had.